Welcome to the World of Wishes. I'm Make-A-Wish Southern Florida's Chief Operating Officer, Richard Kelly. Before we get started, I'm going to ask for your help with letting as many people as possible know about this podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. And on all the other major platforms, like and share with others. We've interviewed many special people with inspiring stories, and we want as many people as possible to experience them. Thank you for your support. During today's episode, we speak with Wish Dad and Wish Grander Nick Kornbrock, whose son Spencer was granted a wish for a golf cart back in 2019. Nick tells us about the golf cart and how it helped improve the quality of life for his son and inspired him to become a Wish Grander and pay it forward to other Wish families. I'm happy to welcome as our guest today, Nick Kornbrock. Uh, Nick is a Wish Dad and also a Wish Grantor. Uh, would love to hear about his, his son's wish and his, about his volunteering experience. Uh, Nick, it's great to have you here today. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about your son a little bit. Um, you know, he had a wish. He had his wish a, a few years ago, and um, it's a pretty unique wish and one that's still uh, working for him today. So, um, but first, let's let's uh, hear about hear about Spencer a little bit. So, tell me a little bit about you know who Spencer is and what he is. Okay, Spencer is one of our two children, our youngest, ten years old. He has uh, an amazing personality. Everyone loves him. He is so kind and loving. He's He has a form of epilepsy called Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, LGS, and it's a rough epilepsy disorder. Causes pretty much every type of seizure. Very hard to manage. No cure. So, and nonverbal, but he is a wonderful son and brother. And then uh, Makewish comes into your life and says, you know, your son will qualify for a wish. And uh, deciding what, you know, what he likes with him, with his challenges and his challenge of being nonverbal, and I'm sure is a challenge to figure out what would be the best thing for him. And you went through a process there to figure out what would be good and maybe something that wouldn't be. So, you know, talk us through that process a little bit. Okay. We... Didn't know much about Make-A-Wish, actually, and one of his nurses, nurse practitioner, signed Spencer up for it, and we were notified and we were ecstatic about it. It's a huge opportunity. So, unfortunately, Spencer can't speak, and it's really hard to understand what he wants, even. And still to this day, we have a hard time trying to figure out what he wants. So, we went through all the typical things of, you know, he was six at the time, so... What would a six-year-old want? Toys and uh, maybe Disney or something like that. So we racked our brains, talked to family members, his friends that he knew. And unfortunately to his epilepsy, and at the time, heat and overstimulation would cause seizures and were really bad ones at the time. So Disney, out of the question. We... Looked into other things, uh, just nothing would work. Nothing fit him. But the one thing that did resonate with us was his joy of riding. Loved to ride, loved to be on any motorized vehicle, didn't matter what it was. He would sit on a tractor, just going through a store. If We would try to avoid him as much as possible, but if there's a tractor on display, he had to go sit on it. And 
even if there is no if, a sign that says keep off, uh, we were just getting on it anyways. Hmm. And we had a golf cart at church. If And sometimes he would have seizures at church or have a bad day, and he was just in a one of those bad moods or something like that, and he just needed some a break. We would take him out on the golf cart, and instantly he was just happy. We'd ride around pretty much for 30 minutes or so, and he was just content and happy and loving life. So that's what sparked our interest in the golf cart. This is the one thing that was consistent in his life that made him happy. And then tell us about when the the day that the golf cart was delivered, and and uh, and there was some customization that that was done to it. So you know, talk about delivery day, and and you know when that when that thing gets delivered, and your son is on it. What was that day like? It was overstimulating, for sure. There was so much going on. It happened so fast too. Make a wish is. Uh, very good with their resources, their timing. I mean, everything just flowed so perfectly. And we get there. We actually went to the shop to pick it up. His favorite, one other thing that is always consistent with Spencer is Bubble Guppies, the television show for children. Absolutely loves it. Been watching it for at least seven years now, and that is the only show he will watch. No movies, no other shows, no nothing has to be bubble guppies. Mm -hmm. So thought about customizing it or something like that. So they did the blue and green kind of under the water type theme. Mm -hmm. theme. Mm -hmm. They even had bubble guppy stickers plastered all over the golf cart for them. Um, It blew our mind when we saw it. They even had bubble guppy music playing on the golf cart when we picked it up yep. so I mean his little like the chairs on it super comfortable for they had the seat belts another thing that he loves to do is play with seat belts I mean it was just so cool to see it and we knew even though he has a hard time showing his expressions and his gratitude for stuff we knew that he loved it and would enjoy it Mm -hmm. it was a it was a really good experience and still to this day it was that wish was four years ago and then so talk about the the four-year experience with the card and golf cart and how you're how you're using it and how it's part of part of you know some the normal routines of of eating and 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 calmness and you know some of the other things that it's that it's allowing you to do or giving the opportunity to do absolutely i Mentioned earlier that, well, Spencer has a feeding tube, so he has to be fed by a machine. So, and it takes roughly an hour at a time to do. Well, that's three hours a day that he has to sit still. And for Spencer, that's impossible to do. He is constantly on the move all the time. And so at least once a day, he's in that golf cart just to be fed, just to drive around and enjoy the weather whatever it may be he we drive around look at dogs and there's some cows down the street even uh but that's a big deal for him just to have that break to eat enjoy the ride we use it almost 
every day, constantly. And it's also kind of nice for his brother. I mean, the, the whole family. It's a, it's a family event, basically. Mm-hmm. 95% of the time, the whole family's going on the golf cart ride. doesn't matter where we're going, what we're doing. We're just, say, going on a golf cart ride. Right. And everyone just comes running to the garage mm-hmm. to hop on. <laughs> and he loves it. I mean, he gets his special little chair that no one else sits in. And uh, it's just a great experience. Even if we don't go riding, like I'm in the garage working, he'll come sit in his golf cart and just play while I'm in the garage or something. So uh, talk about his special seat. I mean, you just mentioned it. He's that, That's his. Mm-hmm. Nobody else, even if there's special guests to come, the special guests sit in the back. Yes, absolutely. The two front seats are definitely the most comfortable and the nicest. Uh, they went above and beyond on that one for sure. But the back ones, you know, it's like a bench seat, not that comfortable, but it doesn't matter. We make sure that everyone knows that this is Spencer's golf cart and that's his seat. And uh, sometimes he'll share it, you know, he'll scoot over for his brother or something like that. But most of the time he'll yell at him or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't matter. And that's his seat. I can see as you're telling these, these stories and you're going through um, everything about the golf cart, you have a big smile on your face and you know, it's this, this uh, wish has obviously brought your family a lot of joy. Can you talk about that part of it? Absolutely. To have someone anytime, I tell this to people all the time, special needs, uh, children, adults, it doesn't matter. They can be, it's almost intimidating to some people to talk to them or to interact with them on a daily basis or seeing them out in public. People tend to shy away from them. And anytime someone goes out of their way to make your child feel special, it can change your whole day. You could be having a hard day, you know, it's tough taking care of uh, children in general and then, you know, special needs and all that stuff. So, uh, you could be having a rough day, but someone could just come out of nowhere and talk to your son and treat him like he's just like everybody else. And it's, it just, uh, I don't know. It brings a lot of joy to know that someone else acknowledges him and cares about him. So make a wishes, make a wish does that for people. They go out of their way above and beyond to make them feel special they're they're worthy of it they need it they deserve it i mean it's just something that's nice to do for them when a lot of times they may feel like they're uh i wouldn't want to say neglected but kind of shied away from a little bit you know maybe not a totally a part of society or things like that. But then when someone goes out of their way and acknowledges them, it makes them feel special. Speaking of going out of their way and feeling special, you know, we have a group of volunteers, our wish granters that are the ones who help, uh, help determine what the child's wish is going to be. And you decided early on that that's something that you wanted to do. You wanted to be uh, on the other side of it, you wanted to be a wish granter. You identified to us that you wanted you wanted to help other kids. Why did you decide 
early on, even before the wish was granted, why did you decide so early on that that's something that you wanted to do? And then tell us a little bit about that experience. You know, what is it, what is it like to be on both sides of it, to be in a family that received a wish and also be, to be giving back to other kids and families? It's, it's really, well, it's uh, nice to be able to see the impact that a wish has on a child, for sure. But also being a part of it is another great joy because not only was I a part of Spencer's and got to see him enjoy it, but now I can volunteer and do the same thing for other kids. And to see them go through it and think through their wish and help them and make it special just for them. And it's been great. I, I love it. It can be, it can be challenging with some cases or, um, but just seeing them get fulfilled and it's just great. I love it. What would you say to somebody who's, you know, who's thinking about volunteering and, and, you know, is, is deciding on what they want to do. And maybe they think that, you know, I don't know, not sure if I want to volunteer for Make-A-Wish. It's a sad situation. And, and uh, what would you tell to tell those people about the experience and maybe those those same things that you might have thought or other people might might think that would prevent them to be, from be, being a uh, volunteer for Make-A-Wish? The great thing with Make-A-Wish and, well, Southern Florida Make-A-Wish I don't know about all the other regions. I'm sure they're about the same. Uh, a lot of wishes come through. They grant a lot. The staff doesn't seem to be, I mean, if they had to do it all, they wouldn't be able to. The volunteers, I mean, even though the special events that they put on to try to raise money or awareness or whatever the case may be, it relies heavily on volunteers. and. Just the great thing about volunteering is that you can do it at your own pace as well. I mean, if you're getting backed up at work or something like that, I mean, you don't have to have a wish constantly going all the time volunteering, being a wish grainer or whatever. I mean, if your schedule just doesn't uh, match up with it at the time, then you don't have to do it. And Make-A-Wish is not like other companies. They value their volunteers. They understand those things, and they're not pushy at all. You know, you come and go as you please. I mean, you even get to pick your wishes that you sign up for. They're not all, I mean, the uh, demographics are very limited. You know, it's a it's a boy who's 8 or 10 years old, you know, something like that. that you don't get all the details, but when you sign up for a wish, I mean, do you want a girl? Do you want a boy? Uh there's so many possibilities and they make it they make it enjoyable for the volunteers and then so tell us about it some of the stories that you've you know of the of the kids that you've uh, been a wish grantor for and you know sort of what they have done for you as a volunteer i'd say one of my favorite wishes i haven't done a whole lot but one of my favorite wishes was a little girl in texas and which is kind of odd because Make-A-Wish Southern Florida, 
but they were helping out another chapter and I signed up for this one and it was unfortunate I couldn't be there. I would have loved to have met her in person, but we did their Zoom calls and she would send pictures and things like that, but she knew exactly what she wanted. She was very shy, but she had it all planned out. She wanted a makeover, a shopping. She really wanted a makeover, a room makeover. So after talking about it, she said that uh, she wanted to do a shopping spree. She designed her whole room, got the whole shopping spree together. She made her shopping carts and all that stuff. I mean, personally, I think she could probably grow up to be a decorator of some sorts. Uh, she did an amazing job. And one of the great things about being a wish grainer is that you can, you're the kind of the mediator between the family and Make-A-Wish. Well, Make-A-Wish may have their guidelines on their, how they want the shopping list and the itemized items and all that type of stuff. So the family doesn't have to stress out about that. We get to do all that. So all I tell her is just give me all your information that you want, all the things that you want, and then I'll put it in a manageable form for Make-A-Wish to do. So the whole experience is great for them. She absolutely loved it. Man, she was sending me pictures all the time as packages would come in, and she would put something up, lighting, curtains, or bed, whatever the case may be. She was just super excited about it. That's great, and, and we love to hear all the stories about um, you know about kids whose wishes are perfect for them, and how much joy it brings them, and how much joy it brings to volunteers. Well, um, Nick, we appreciate your advocacy for our organization. We appreciate you being on both sides of it and understanding and communicating with us the uh, the joy that Spencer's wish brought to you and your family, and and giving back to to others and helping to. Uh, you know, carry this legacy on of, of wish granting. And we appreciate you being on the podcast and appreciate everything that you're doing for our organization. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks to Nick. And thanks to you for listening to World of Wishes produced by Make-A-Wish Southern Florida. Please do us a big favor and support this podcast by rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to our archive shows at worldofwishespodcast.org. To learn more about making wishes come true, visit us at wish.org slash SFLA.